Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Last time, we heard about Bobby the alien and his sentient spaceship called... Spaceship. When Spaceship crashed in the trees in Maine, a human appeared and said he would explain Bobby's real mission, which seems to have something to do with Montgomery the Moose. Meanwhile, Montgomery the Moose, Montgomery the Mouse, and friends are on their way to Damariscotta Lake in Maine to find an entrance to a magical land with a dragon in it, a land which seems to hold some family history for the two small humans known as Phoebe and Tamar. So today, let's find out what they're up to. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. As the group of friends made their way through the woods, Montgomery and Montgomery both took deep breaths and enjoyed the familiar sense of pine needles, fir cones, and the faint distant smell of s'mores. They were close to home. But there was also another aroma drifting through the woods, This one became stronger with every step of Montgomery the Moose's large body. But unlike some of the other smells the smaller creatures would sometimes pick up on, this one wasn't coming from their large friend. And this one smelled great. Pizza! Phoebe exclaimed and licked her lips. Tamar took a deep breath in, soaking up the smell of cheese, tomato, and her favorite, pepperoni. Pizza? Roger the raccoon asked. That name seemed familiar, and she had a vague memory of it from her childhood. Montgomery and Montgomery weren't so familiar with the smell, and were keen to find out more about this pizza. Pizza what? And who is Pete, anyway? wondered Montgomery the Moose silently. They followed the smell through some trees and found the back of a building on a roadside. They made their way around it and saw a man going back and forth between the building and a metal box with wheels. Each time he came out, he brought another few cardboard boxes, flat, square boxes that stacked on top of each other. The man was wearing a yellow and red jacket and matching hat in the same pattern as on the front of the building. The man went back inside, leaving the door of the metal box open. The smell wafted through the air and the friends could see steam coming from the cardboard boxes. Look, in that car, Phoebe said. Car? Montgomery the Moose replied. You mean that metal box with wheels? Yeah, it's called a car, Phoebe replied. Huh, a car, Montgomery replied, curious. They all breathed in the scent coming from the car. Pizza! Roger the raccoon added as the memories came back to her clearer now. Yes, this is what happened, she added and scampered down Montgomery's leg. Wait, pizza? Montgomery added. I thought you just said it was called a car. Roger ran over to the stack of boxes and standing on her hind legs, she lifted a flap and opened the lid of the box on top of the pile. The smell of the pizza wafted out. And while it didn't do much for the chocolate-loving Montgomerys, it overpowered the others. When I was a kid, Roger explained to her friends, my mom took my whole family for a walk at night and she found one of these. And she gave each of us our own piece. It was the best. Roger reached into the box and using both hands, she picked up a slice of pizza by the crust. The freshly cooked cheese hung off the side, connecting it to the rest of the pizza but Roger pulled at the slice until it was free. 
She motioned to Phoebe and Tamar to come over, so Montgomery and the Moose moved close enough for them to climb down from his head and join Roger. After handing them a slice each, she pulled another out for herself. Phoebe and Tamar struggled to know how to proceed. The slices were bigger than they were. Roger looked at her friends getting cheese and tomato sauce all over themselves and showed them how to pick up a slice. She turned it around to put the cheesy end in her mouth, but the whole thing was unwieldy, even for her, and the tip of the slice flopped down. She held it up higher and was just about to put it in her mouth when... Hey! Get away from there! The man had come out of the building and was so shocked he dropped the other boxes he'd been holding and ran right at the creatures, shouting words they didn't understand and waving his arms furiously. Oh... Roger said softly, as more memories came back to her. Yeah, this happened too. She joined Phoebe and Tamar in climbing back onto Montgomery the Moose, and as soon as the whole group was on, he trotted away back into the woods. The man continued to shout at them and throw whatever he could find in their general direction. The group reached the clearing in the woods where they'd first smelled the pizza. Roger gave a sigh, and Montgomery the Mouse noticed her sadness. After all that, I didn't even get to taste any. Not even one bite, Roger said softly. Same here, Tamar spoke up. Same here, Phoebe echoed. Montgomery the Moose had an idea, but he kept it to himself. Almost an hour later, they arrived back at Montgomery and Montgomery's clearing on Damariscotta Lake. It was too dark to see much, but the Montgomery's knew right away that they were home. Here we are! Montgomery the Moose announced. So that's the lake? Phoebe asked, waving vaguely in the darkness. Montgomery the Mouse confirmed. Phoebe was excited to have made it here and looked at Tamar, who was exhausted and just wanted to sleep. This is our camp, Montgomery the Moose added, as if he was finishing his earlier announcement. The passengers all climbed down from Montgomery's back and started to explore. You stay here and settle in. Montgomery the Moose offered, I'll be right back. Montgomery the Mouse looked at his large friend and wondered what was going on, but decided to stay and help his new friends settle in. He showed Phoebe and Tamar his tunnel system, which Phoebe thought might need some widening if they were going to stay there also. Meanwhile, Roger gathered materials to make a shelter for the night. Before long, Montgomery the Moose came back to them all with excitement on his face. Dinner is served! he proudly exclaimed. The group gathered, curious. Come this way, please. He turned his head to gesture toward the lake, and then he led the way. When they got to their destination, he asked everyone to sit. By now, it was really dark, and they could only make out vague shapes. Tamar could make out a flat, round thing in front of her, but she had no idea what it was. To welcome you to our home here, I wanted to do something special. In front of you, you each have your own homemade pizza! Oh, wow! Roger exclaimed. Montgomery the Mouse was less sure about this whole situation. Phoebe and Tamar looked at each other and wondered where he'd been able to cook these, and where he'd even been able to get the ingredients. Roger was excited about her pizza, although it smelled nothing like the pizza she'd held in her hands an hour or so earlier. And when she picked it up to take a bite, nothing about it felt like the pizza she was used to. This one was cold, wet, and slimy. But she wasn't a pizza connoisseur, 
and decided this must just be another kind she'd never had before. Phoebe decided she needed more information and raised her hand. Can I ask some questions? Hold on, Montgomery replied. I want to eat my pizza first. I'm starving. Montgomery the moose and Roger the raccoon both took big bites of their pizzas, although for Montgomery, this meant the entire thing went in his mouth in one gulp. Roger's face turned to pain and disgust. Um, wow. Thank you, Montgomery. Mmm, you're welcome, Montgomery said through a full mouth. He seemed to be having trouble with his pizza. What are these made of? Phoebe asked. She and Tamar had decided that they weren't as hungry as they had thought they were. Well, um, Montgomery the Moose struggled. Give me a minute. Montgomery's head started jerking around, as if there was something inside desperately trying to get out. His mouth opened. Something small and green was hopping around angrily inside. Tamar squinted to look closer. Is that... a frog? Yes, that's right, it's a frog! The frog shouted and hopped out of Montgomery's mouth. And this frog doesn't plan on being eaten anytime soon. But what do you expect? He made your food out of lily pads. Yeah, I didn't have any dough. And mud! I didn't have any tomato sauce. And pond weeds. I couldn't find any cheese. Montgomery became sadder with each comment. Roger put down the rest of the pizza that she was holding. She decided she wasn't hungry after all. Phoebe and Tamar left theirs right where they were. There was a moment of quiet. So this was my big purpose? The frog shouted to no one in particular. This is what that horse brought me from New York for? To get eaten on a lily pad and mud pizza? No, thank you. Forget about it. He hopped away, as angrily as it's possible for a frog to hop away, muttering, This would never happen in Central Park. I mean, quesadilla. Once he was gone, they all looked at each other, as if to say, What a strange creature. Exhausted by their long journey, though, Tamar yawned, and before long, so did the rest of them. They went back to their sleeping areas and decided to make do with what they had. Phoebe and Tamar covered themselves up with leaves and cuddled against Roger, who was warm and soft. They needed sleep for their big day tomorrow. After all, they didn't know it yet, but tomorrow was the day they would find their way into the magical land. To be continued. If you enjoyed what you just heard, it would be wonderful if you could leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Both ratings and reviews make a huge difference in helping podcasts find a wider audience. And to make sure you don't miss out on any information about Tales from the Mooseverse, please sign up for our newsletter on mooseverse.com. In fact, we have a contest. Sign up for the newsletter before March 10th for a chance to win the full audiobook of Season 1 titled Tales from the Mooseverse, Chocolate and Magic. And now we want to hear from you. What do you think Walter the Frog has been up to since the last time we saw him? And where do you think Wheezy is? What do you think the magical land will be like? And what about the pizza guy? Do you think anything like this has happened to him before? Where do you think Walter will go from here? Now speaking of Walter, you may remember that when we first met him and Wheezy, they also met Unpredictable Horse, 
who took them to a balcony overlooking New York's Central Park. The well-dressed elderly woman who lived there yelled at them to leave, and it seemed that this hadn't been the first time she'd met a magical horse. So now, take a listen to this story, written by Inez from Texas, called Blotch's Adventure with the Well-Dressed Elderly Woman. Blotch was a special type of unpredictable horse. Like all unpredictable horses, he could teleport. But unlike all unpredictable horses, his fur changes color depending on his mood. Red meant mad, yellow meant happy, blue meant sad, you get the gist of it. But the most impressive color wasn't a color at all. Blotch could turn invisible. One mid-autumn day, Blotch was walking past Central Park. His fur was a bright yellow color. Many people were staring at him. Blotch couldn't blame them. It wasn't every day that people saw a peculiar yellow horse making his way around New York City. Those people, Blotch muttered under his breath, they aren't aware of anything that happens outside their self-centered lives. It was true, though. Humans didn't know about trolls, goblins, dragons, fairies, and many, many more. Blotch was having a swell time. Many unpredictable horses liked New York City. Blotch looked down and was surprised to see that he was turning a deep purple color. He looked up again and saw that everyone was staring daggers at him. Even the cars stopped moving. Not that they were moving very much with all the traffic. Blotch galloped into the park seeking shelter from the humans, but in there, there were even more humans. Panicking, Blotch decided to teleport up high. Blotch closed his eyes and was instantly removed from the park and placed on a balcony high up above. The chilly wind ruffled his mane. Blotch took in a deep, refreshing breath. Get out! Get out! yelled a voice from behind him. Blotch turned to see a well-dressed elderly woman yelling at him. Blotch, now frightened, closed his eyes. He opened them to see he was back in Central Park. Thanks so much for sending that in, Inez. And stay tuned to find out more about Ringo, our own unpredictable horse, as Season 2 of Tales from the Mooseverse continues. Just like Inez, you can send us your stories about any characters you think would fit in the Mooseverse. You can record a story yourself on audio or video, or write it, or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. Who knows? Maybe your idea will come to life in the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>